World Mental Health Day was this past Saturday, and Callie and I wanted to hop on here for just a few minutes. We're not going to take up too much of your time, but we wanted to share the story of how each of us got started in therapy and what our journey has been like, because as you know, if you've listened to five minutes of this show, we're both huge advocates of therapy and, and we want it to be more talked about and more accepted. Yeah. And I realized I said to Jeff this weekend, I was like, I don't think that we've ever told our stories like straight through. I think we've had a little bit of this, a little bit of this. So I think we should jump on and just use World Mental Health Day as an excuse to tell you kind of our journey with our own mental health situations. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to a bonus episode of The Upside with Callie and Jeff. I think a lot of people are just like me. I did not believe in therapy, and I almost laughed at people who went to therapy um, up until... I was about 38 years old. Mm-hmm. Like I just had a mindset of why do you have to go to therapy? If you're sad, just think happy thoughts. If you're frustrated, just finish whatever's frustrating you. Like I didn't, it didn't, I, I mean, I made, I think I made fun of people who went to therapy. It was really, it was bad. And I mean, not to their face, but like, you know, would behind the scenes say, oh, that person's always in therapy or whatever, or whatever. And and when I started going through my divorce, when I was about 39 years old, 38, 39 years old, I went to therapy for the very first time. And did you go because like your marriage kind of depended on it? Like, was it marriage or was it post-divorce? It was marriage. I was went, I started going to therapy to try to fix my marriage. And but I was going to individual therapy, right? And oh, so like you were going right. to your own therapist because your marriage was in a bad place, and you're like, "How do I fix this?" Correct. Got it. And during that process, Jeff was married before me, by the way. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeff was married for ten years before, um, before me. And I went to when I went to therapy. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how it would work. Uh, The therapist that I went to was recommended to me by a friend because there was a specific reason that I was going to therapy, like to find out what my role was in my marriage, not being what I thought it was. It was actually pretty easy, you know, to talk because that's what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. Uh, And then as my therapist was asking questions and kind of direct connecting the way I was feeling at that point in time to situations from other points in time and, and pointing out similarities like, Oh, well, this is how you feel now. And you told me that you felt like this here. And then you felt like this here and you felt like this here. Those are all basically the same feelings. And I'm like, what? And I describe it as walking down a hallway and never turning around to look behind me and 
once I turned around to look behind me, like there were all these signs and and like neon signs like, Whoa, pointing how did to I this. Miss that? Yeah, and everything seemed so obvious. And it didn't take, it really didn't take too long. And that, I mean, my first walk into the therapist's office was probably 10 years ago, and I'm still going to the same therapist. Um, it's it and I credit it with I mean, it was truly life-changing. And I it it has given me a sense of self-awareness that I never knew existed before. Mm -hmm. So that when I'm doing something negative or when I'm, when something negative, I think a better way to say that is so that when something negative is happening, I know before I'm react, how I'm going to react. Mm -hmm. And there's some sort of weird comfort in that. Right. Because you also are given the tools to know, okay, since I'm going to react this way, here's how I navigate this. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, it's an odd and you didn't grow up, like he said that he kind of made fun of people. He, he didn't grow up in a house where therapy was like a thing. No. It was totally foreign to you. Yeah, completely. I had no idea what to expect when I went in. And, and, and it's just, it's a really, it's, it's difficult to explain, but two ways that I try to tell people about it are one, it's like the first time you get glasses if you're a kid mm-hmm. who, who never had to wear, who, who never wore glasses and then all of a sudden you get them and you take them on and off your face and you're like, mind blowing. Oh my gosh. Everything's <laughs> so much more clear. That's one way. And then the other way is it just provides you with a sense of calm because you now know how the chapters of your book all relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And that just brings you a, yeah, this, 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 and this all happened or are going to happen. And because this is my experience, this is how I'll respond. And you almost give yourself permission to respond a certain way. Right. Because of what your life experience has been. And it gives you a way to accept how other people are going to respond to the same thing differently mm-hmm. because they have a different life experience. Yeah. Both good and bad. Like there's And gonna- I think it's important to I think people get really intimidated by therapy, at least from what I've heard, because they think that you're going to go in and a therapist is going to say to you, tell me about your childhood. Yeah. And no. that is so not it, it is so subtle. Um, it is so subtle that that's why you're like, whoa. And a lot of the there's no you're not supposed to go in there with a map. Yeah. The job of a therapist is to get you to certain places. Right. And it's different for everybody how you get there. Right. It might be, tell me more about this. How did you feel about this? You know, it might be totally different for someone else, um, depending on what their life experience has been. But it really is not, you know, you don't have to go in and know anything that you're going to say. And a good therapist will help navigate you in your journey. And you don't have to know what happened in your past or what story came together to create you the way you are. Because that's the thing. Like, I'll give you a very succinct version of of me. Like, as an adult, I'm a person who, when presented with something difficult or like an obstacle or something like that, 
as an adult, I'm like, okay, fine. Here's an obstacle. Let's just keep going. Let's get around it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like I never like stop to, I don't have an abundance of emotion about something, an obstacle that's set in front of me. Right. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a thing about me. And which is great because it allows me just to keep going, but it's also not great because some of the obstacles need to be addressed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, that manifested itself a lot in my first marriage where I was like, Oh, things are tough, but I'm just going to keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. And then we're in therapy one day and I casually mentioned to my therapist how sick my mom became when I was 12 years old and uh, how we just, my dad and I and the rest of our family and friends just dealt with it. We're like, yeah, this is it. Okay. This sucks. This is bad, but we're going to get her better and we're going to get her home. And then we're going to get her more well when she's at home and we're going to get, and this is going to be the, and then we're going to get back to as normal as we can get back. And we just did it. Mm -hmm. And that's just what we did. And that's just how we handled it. So that left such an imprint on me that that's just how he dealt with everything. Right. Going forward. And now I'm aware that when there's something significant, I can pause and go, wait a minute, is this worth more attention? Right. You know, because Mm -hmm. I'm not 12 years old anymore and this isn't as serious as a critically ill parent. Mm -hmm. This is something that I can pause and address. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't a that wasn't because we sat down and she said, take me through your childhood. Right. That was just me casually mentioning one day, oh, my mom got really sick when I was when I was 12. And yeah. my therapist was like, well, let's talk more about that. <laughs> then when she explains how that relates to me as an adult, I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's awesome. That's so fascinating. All the light bulbs. All the light bulbs. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about you, but up until recently, I had an embarrassing number of bras like from college that were just gross, like tearing. They didn't fit really well, but I didn't know it. They were just, they they needed to go, right? So I tried a third love bra for a couple of weeks and it's all I wore for like two weeks, right? Switched back to one of my old bras and I was horrified by how horrible these old bras fit and I've been wearing them for so long. Seriously, my seatbelt would like get caught in between my skin and the cup of the bra. That is not how it's supposed to fit. And the amazing thing is third love lets you do it all online and they nail it with their fit finder quiz. You go to thirdlove.com slash upside, right? That's going to get you a 10% off discount on your first order, but you also need to take the fit finder quiz. Trust me. They will ask you some questions that seem really random. You will think they cannot help you find your perfect fitting bra and you will be wrong. Like I was, I'm pleasantly surprised. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 10% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 10% off. I was having a conversation with somebody about the dentist. I love the dentist because I love it when my teeth are sparkly clean. They agreed with me that that's a great feeling, but they just hate the dentist. They're nervous. They don't like it. I said to them, well, what if you could get that dentist clean feeling, but you could do it in your own house? It's possible with our new Upside Partners, Bruch. Bruch is going to change the way you brush your teeth. You're not going to brush them. You're going to 
brush them. It's 100 times effective to brush your teeth than just use a regular toothbrush because a brush electric toothbrush cleans your teeth with 31,000 movements a minute. No matter how fast you go, you're never going to top 300 movements a minute with your own toothbrush. And these toothbrushes, these Bruce toothbrushes are game changers. Trust me. You're going to run your tongue across your teeth and feel like you just walked out of the dentist. Go to Bruce.com and use the promo code UPSIDE, B-R-U-U-S-H, and the promo code UPSIDE is going to get you 15% off your purchase B-R-U-U-S-H dot com promo code upside 90 days risk free. That's all you need to know. Bruce.com slash upside. My journey with my own mental health is so different from Jeff's, but it's funny because I feel like it has both of our experiences have put us on the same page now. Um, so I grew up in a house where therapy was just like a thing and it wasn't faux pas and it was just talked about and it was like, oh, if you have an issue and or you're feeling sad or, you know. And I mean, sad when you're younger, it's like maybe depression, but sadder than normal or whatever. You can talk to someone about it. I also was diagnosed. Did your parents go to both go to therapists? Is that why it was no, so? No, isn't that funny? I don't even know how they got started. Um, I honestly have no, no clue. What was your earliest age? Like, when do you remember going to therapy for the first time? I, well, therapy is different than psychologists because I saw psychologists really young um, because I think in elementary school and middle school for like attention issues, like not being able to pay attention in school. So when I went, I got tested for ADHD and whatever. And I was, well, back then it was ADD and I was testing that I had ADD. So I was diagnosed I think in middle school, I did not take medication for it. Um, I kind of like trained my brain to cope. And when you're in high school and you get diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, it's funny because the things, the tools, the reason I got the uh, psychiatrist on paper to say what my learning issue was, was so I could take advantage of the benefits that my school offered. Like you get longer test times and stuff like that. Which makes me laugh because longer test times to a person with ADHD, like long, more time to take your test is awful. What they should say, <laughs> the way it should work is you should uh, get in to the test at 315 and the entire thing is due at 345. Exactly. An ADD kid will crush that. Crush it. And it's, so it's funny because they still do that today. I have a friend um, whose son has ADHD and he got more time for tests. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes my brain want to explode. It's torture. That's funny. Um, So I didn't take, I took a little bit of medication at the end of high school and then in college, but also my psychiatrist kind of made me see a therapist because sometimes in order to get the drugs, you have to also go to therapy. Um, and then I took a pause in therapy just cause I don't know, life happened. I was in college and I dated a guy in college who, um, was like Mr. Perfect on paper. We dated for like almost four years and he, the relationship started off really good and slowly got very, very toxic, but I didn't really realize it because I thought I was happy. I thought he was the one and he was so perfect on paper and to all my friends and family that, you know, it just seemed like, oh, well, this is just a part of life and what people go through. 
And I remember him telling me at one point, he was super controlling, never physically abusive, and nobody in my life knew. Um, they only knew his really good, successful side uh, was just so emotionally toxic, emotionally abusive. And he at one point gave me a list of things that he wanted me to change about myself before he would propose to me. Oh my gosh. That's a great idea. <laughs> Shut up. Why didn't I think of that? And I remember he would kind of like hold it over my head. Like, well, you know, I want a wife that will whatever, or can do this or is more like this. And I remember feeling sad all the time. And I don't think really anyone in my life knew how sad I was. Why would you feel sad? You had a list of goals that you could (laughs) just check off. Quote unquote goals. (laughs) Um, And I was just like exhausted. I was mostly sad. I was crying a lot. Um, But I was in this seemingly quote unquote happy relationship. And I went to a therapist that I knew from when I was in high school. And I remember calling her and I told her that I wanted to improve myself so I could get engaged. Oh. And she wasn't like, she didn't make that sound as shocking as really that sentence is because it's ridiculous. Um, But she was like, okay. And so we kept having weekly sessions. And this is probably when I was like 25. It wasn't like I, she was saying to me, you're too good for this. You're too, you know, whatever. You're not this, you're not that. But what she was doing behind the scenes was kind of putting things in my brain to make me realize that I had virtually no self-esteem and I didn't love myself. And that was the problem. The problem wasn't the list when that you I was say, given. When you say putting it in your brain, like she's not brainwashing you. No. She's creating, she's creating an environment where you can safely be self-aware. Right. And that's a great way to say it. And she didn't come out and say, I think you're really insecure. Right. You know what I mean? It was like, how do you feel about yourself with this? And how does this make you feel? And what do you think of this? Or what would you say to someone that said this? Or how would you talk to your friend about this? Or, you know, and it was so gradual. It's that's what it is. It's a, it's an, it's a self awareness expedition is what you go on when you go on therapy. Like the example that I used in the first half of the show, when Like she just pointed out that the majority of 12 year olds don't have to deal with their mom getting as sick as my mom did. Right. And that, and, and then pointing out how impactful that's going to be on every decision I make Mm -hmm. on every thought I think. But to me, it's not weird because that's what I grew up with. Like that was just your normal. That was my normal. So with you, your your normal was becoming this kind of controlling dude and a therapist helps you realize that there's a that normal is that's n- normal in finger quote typical is different yes um and so she helped me see two things she helped me see really at the root of it what i learned was and i was she, i was on antidepressants at the time and she said i don't think that you're a person that's going to struggle with depression your whole life. I think that you're in a situation right now that is making you 
sad a lot. And I would just wouldn't find joy in things that I used to like, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't find joy in hanging out with my friends. I didn't find joy in spending time with my family. Like my, I just wasn't very joyful. And I was sad a lot about things that normally wouldn't make me sad. So I got on antidepressants. I also was working with her on, she gave me an exercise, multiple exercises and books on self-esteem. And as the months went on and turned into a year, my confidence level skyrocketed and I didn't even realize it was happening until one day I woke up and I'm like, you know what? This is BS. I'm better than this. I'm done with this. And that is someone that the girl that walked into therapy would have never done had I never walked into that room. And that's what therapy does. Therapy simply shows you or no, let me say it differently. Therapy simply gives you the tools so that you can see the way, the other way things could be. Right. And, and then without and, them even saying it. And no therapist will ever say, you need to leave your boyfriend or you have to quit your job or, and no, no. that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. All therapy does is show you the other way it could be. And then you're allowed to make your own decisions about it. Right. And, yeah. um, so the end of this, well, yeah, the end of this is that I got it, got out of that relationship. I was doing really well. I didn't go to therapy for years. I got back into therapy because I, I just kind of missed it. Um, my friend recommended someone to a different therapist. I tried her for four months and we honestly just didn't click and I didn't feel like I was getting anything out of it. So I got another recommendation from a different friend and that's the therapist that I'm currently with. Um, she diagnosed me with general anxiety disorder. She helped me get on medication that really has helped me, um, every day. And I've been on that medication for about two years now. Um, I think that one of the funniest parts of anxiety that I, cause when I started the medication, you don't know if it's working or not usually, unless it's like way overkill and your body's physically reacting to it, which has happened to Jeff before where he's like, I don't like the way I feel I'm done with this. I'm not doing it, which is great for me when I find the right drug it's so subtle that I'm like, oh, I don't think it's working. Maybe it's not working. Went off of it for one day. And I remember being late for a workout class and looking at my clock so obsessively as I was driving that not even one minute had passed. And that was the anxiety part. And I'm like, oh, okay, right. This medication is working. Like I'm not obsessive all the time. Um, and I've been on medication ever since, and it's been a really good journey for me. So, you know, therapy has changed my life. Medications have changed my life. Um, and it's an evolution. It's always an evolution. Sometimes I'm going to therapy every week. Like when we were going through our miscarriage, sometimes it's every two months. Jeff is what every two, three months. I'm every month right now. Yeah. So you can change that up as, as things evolve. And, um, it's pretty, it's pretty life-changing. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. And one last thing, we would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word UPSIDE to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff.